You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky. We bring you info and insights on football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. If you still have a commute, listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked on Kentucky. All you got to do is really just tell your smart device, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, whatever, play the latest episode of Locked on Kentucky, and that'll just take care of it. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Today we're talking a little bit of UK football because there's some news there, a new hire. We've got UK basketball final Associated Press and uh, USA Today coaches poll came out for basketball. Uh, the SEC announced after we had finished recording our podcast yesterday that uh, things are done there. Uh, but let's begin with just a little bit on the, the COVID-19, the coronavirus. We're not going to spend much time on it, but... It uh, was pretty pretty shocking, pretty scary to see the latest um, information that came out, which was uh, made public, which was that Imperial College report uh, that apparently, uh, you know, government officials were given, like state governors and stuff were given last week and really was the reason for some of the closures of restaurants and limitations on crowds and it's from the recommendation of uh, these numbers, this simulation, there were three different simulations that were done. If you, I'm sure you've probably read this by now but or, or heard about it or seen it on television. But, I mean, the first run of numbers, had we just treated this thing like the flu, it would have been, uh, you just can't even really put into words the magnitude of it. 2.2 million dead in the United States was the estimation. Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then and then had um, they did a little bit, but but basically, what we're doing right now, they're saying their numbers are saying from this report that what we're doing right now has to continue for a while, months. Uh, yeah, might be able to have a little bit of a let up in July or August, but have to go right back to it again until a vaccine is uh, approved and. To approve a vaccine, uh, it needs um, a year to 14 months for a human to uh, to see if the human has no serious side effects, like it doesn't you know, make them go deaf in, in 11 months or whatever else. So without that vaccine, there's, then they're saying 18 months. Uh, without that vaccine for the people, then uh, if you la- relax all these restrictions and let everybody go back to to being normal, then it'll just uh, it'll just spread I mean, if you don't keep doing this uh, suppression is what they referred to it as. So it makes it look like I think yes on yesterday's podcast I said something to the effect of yeah it uh, looks like about eight weeks and then we should be able to get back to normal but uh, not now not after seeing that information it looks like uh, it could yeah you know, I mean we could not have college football imagine that. Yeah, I, I think people need to buckle up. Um, it's going to get – feels like it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. Uh, you know, 
as far as us. I mean, I assume people are going to be listening to lots of podcasts, so we'll try to <laughs> yeah. doing, watching lots of television. We'll try to do our part to to keep it a little bit light and also keep people informed. And well, look, uh, the Locked On Network, like Locked On, has tons of podcasts, and I mean, this week alone, they've we've had like more than a quarter of a million listens. Or so. I mean, it's just it's been in crazy numbers, but they have already. For, for all their podcasts, um, you know, for college, for NFL, for NBA, they've already kind of mapped out a content calendar, I think that goes through May or something like that, to kind of uh, make sure that our content uh, for everyone all across the Lockdown Network uh, is still sports-related. So we, we, we've got sports to talk about. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine at least until... June or July. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be here, but yeah, it's, it, you know, the scary thought is, well, the scary thought is people dying. And, but in terms of like folks who want to see life get back to normal, the scary thought is that it's, it might not be a short term thing. I, I mean, I think there are people who still think like it's a couple weeks. Um, yeah. You know, the, um, you know, a lot of the businesses in Kentucky, they're, they're, you know, went to a place for a haircut this week uh, for my little guy just to get him in when there weren't many people in there and get him out because it may be a long time before he can get his haircut again. And they're like, yeah, we're shutting down for a couple of weeks. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's like, I definitely don't, know. I definitely don't think it's a couple of weeks. And, right. you know, eight weeks feels super optimistic. Um, and then you start thinking like, you know, how long? Months? A year? more than a year, you know, with not, mm-hmm. maybe not a total lockdown, but with some major restrictions on how much time we're spending around each other. Um, and then, you know, the other point is I think everyone, almost everyone is like, Oh, well, at least, you know, if this year is a wash, everything will be back on in the fall, you know, football mm-hmm. season will be back on the Derby will run in September. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm not, I don't know that we can guarantee that at this point. I don't yeah. know. I don't know that we'll see sports next year. You know, next calendar or, or uh, academic year. Yeah. When it comes to college, um, I mean, how crazy would that be to have no resolution to this college basketball season and then not have one at all next year? Um, or you know, <laughs> and then not have. A football season, or just to like, think about no yeah, football just, season. Just the the idea that maybe sports period are just gone from our lives for a year. Yeah, uh, I well, I mean, it's horrifying for me as a person who writes about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know that that's a very viable business plan in the long term. Um, but it just just in terms of functional life, it would be so strange because you realize one of the things this is, I've realized about this is not just the stuff that we like really care about, but just like how much in the background sports is like you go out to a bar or a restaurant and there are games on and you mm-hmm. might, you maybe don't care about, but you glance up and check out, you know, and the team you don't follow, like there's lots of teams you don't follow, but then you go, everybody starts tweeting like, Whoa, crazy game here. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, tunes in to watch the end of a game between teams they don't really root for, but they really care about how it ends. Like that's like every single night in America. Yeah. <laughs> like all year in all sports and it, and, or just like, I think about how many times I've just like fallen asleep on a Sunday with a golf tournament on Yeah, as sort of my white noise. Uh, and it's comforting in all these weird ways. 
the longer we go without it, the weirder it's going to feel. Well, and football is number one. The NFL is number one in this country. Right. College football is right up there. And to not have that, like people live their lives. Like I can remember my father-in-law told me one time, and he had he had season tickets since Commonwealth Stadium had opened. And he, he told me, um, I, can't, I can't remember which coach it was right now. I don't, I don't remember if it was Rich Brooks early on or Mark Stoops early on. But he made the comment that, you know, I don't take vacations. I save my money so I can have season football tickets for me and my family at, at Kentucky. And whoever the coach was, I can't remember, he goes, this coach, he's ruining my vacation is how I look at this by not oh, wow. winning, you know, by not playing well. Uh, but that's just one example. And then you, you take it out further to NFL and the tailgating at NFL games and some of these – in the bigger cities and stuff. Um, and then I, I'll hear, and I get that it is, it is just a game. Really. It is just a game. I understand that when you talk about sports aren't important, but it's impact is very important. The number of people it employs, uh, just from, from what we do covering it, uh, to the people that work for organizations, the people who work in colleges, uh, to the, the players themselves, um, from from college all the way up, the the number of people impacted by it is huge. Um, so that's a big hit as well. But <clears throat> it's going to be strange. Uh, I it, I mean, it's looking like it's a it's, this the rest of this year is going to be um, like this. Who knows what's going to happen? Because you're you're talking about a lot of people's livelihood and businesses. Um, just the solutions that we're going to have to come up with to get through it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> a big old picture uh, we're the, looking at here. The, you know, and the other the other thing, and as it, I think, in a way relates to us, what we're doing here and what we're doing in our other uh, um, mediums that we both work in, is I, there's going to be a mental toll yeah. that starts to take over. <laughs> People that are working from home with children, uh, you know, I'm just a few days into it and I'm, I've had a couple moments where I thought I was just going to completely lose my mind. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't have little ones. See, I, I don't have that problem anymore. Mine are 11. So it's, it's not bad for me, but I can see, I remember the yeah. days that you're in yeah. right now. Yeah. And, 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 and not because there's no that. let up, there's no it, break. Right. It never, yeah. They get up at 7am and, and they need attention through the entire day yeah. until they go to bed at eight o'clock at night yeah. and you're trying to work. And, uh, you know, my wife and I are both on work from home right now. I always work from home, but usually by myself, take the kids to daycare every morning and come back and start writing. Uh, and she's now working from home and it's a lot Four people in a house, two of us trying to work both of us on jobs where we need to be on calls uninterrupted or podcasts uninterrupted yeah, by right. noise and kids are going, ah, he hit me. <laughs> um, you know, and I just tweeted, I told you before we came on some, somebody that almost got murdered at my doorstep, rang, <laughs> rang the doorbell in the middle of their nap and they're now, I'm watching them on the monitor and they are just destroying their, their room right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just hoping they, they both survive it while we finish recording. But, 
but, but even beyond that, like people that don't have any kids at all, like just anybody that's stuck in their house, you know, I mean, it's maybe even worse if you're alone at, at a certain point, it gets to maybe be worse if you're, you don't have a lot of people in your house because then you're by yourself and you can't socialize. Um, that takes right. a, a major mental toll on people. Uh, and then, you know, one of the big things that we all do to decompress, watch sports is not there. So um, hopefully listening to us drone on and on and, and watching you on TV. And uh, if you go on TV, I don't no, know. No, I'm, I'm not on TV. I'm not on TV anymore. Yeah, I don't have my Sunday show and don't have high school Friday nights. So. Well, then listening to us drone on here. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're trying, like the podcast network at The Athletic, we're trying to, you know, keep churning out interesting stuff and got some cool things in the works. But, uh, you know, we're, we're all going to have to, we said it, I think, yesterday, all going to have to get through it together, uh, get creative a little bit to, to uh, not lose our minds and yeah. hopefully keep our health. But. To that Remember end. to be nice to people. Remember yes, to be nice. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> Try not to be are, mean. People are going to have probably some short fuses at different yeah. points, uh, and hopefully we can all just not kill each other. Um, but in, yeah. in terms of distractions, I guess we're coming up. Well, I don't guess we are coming up on a break. But uh, yeah, we are. We we we're well past going. Oh. to taking a break. Yeah. Well, then let's we take need, a break, and we'll yeah, we need to talk about a, a story you can read. Yeah. At the athletic that might uh, cheer you up and pass a little time. Yeah, before we take this break, just want to let you know one of the uh, locked on specials that we're running right now. Uh, I mean, this comes in handy definitely. It's 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 on the locked on NBA podcast, but uh, Postmates is letting us tell everyone about it. But here's the offer: for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So. To start your free deliveries, you download the app, the Postmates app, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. So there you go. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more talking about uh, an article Kyle has out about Emmanuel Quickly and the future of the Wildcats basketball team. Also, UK football we'll talk about when we return here on Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Kentucky podcast, and the final uh, college basketball polls were released today, as we're talking here on Wednesday, and Kentucky finishes number seven in the coaches' poll and number eight in the Associated Press poll. Of course, Kansas is number one in both, Gonzaga number two in both, Dayton number three in both, Florida State is fourth in the AP, Baylor is fifth, they are flip-flopped in the coaches' poll. Baylor fourth, Florida State fifth, San Diego State sixth in both. Creighton finishes seventh ahead of Kentucky in the AP. Uh, Kentucky is seventh in the coaches, then it's Duke at eight, and then Creighton at ninth in the AP poll. It's Michigan State ninth, Villanova tenth, Duke eleventh. Louisville fourteenth in the AP poll, thirteenth in the coaches' poll, but. Uh, that seems pretty close. I mean, I would put Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton, Florida State, Baylor, San Diego State, all ahead of Kentucky, uh, maybe Creighton. The Big East is a really good conference. I mean, you look at Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall, uh, the way Providence has played at times. Uh, I mean, but Seton Hall, Villanova, uh, Creighton, those three, that's a tough conference. Uh, but I'd say Kentucky seven or eight right there. I mean, that seems about right to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make some arguments, uh, the other way, but here's one, 
Here's one that I would not argue. Uh, Myron Metcalf of ESPN tweeted today that because Villain, uh, Kansas is number one overwhelmingly in the final poll and number one in all the computer metrics and there's no tournament, that they should hang a banner and be declared the national champion. Oh, no, no, no. Which is, I like Myron, very, very nice guy, <laughs> always been good to me. That is one of the worst thoughts yeah. I have heard in a good while. And I, went, I, could, I couldn't just let it stand, so I went back and started looking. The last number one team going into the tournament that actually won the tournament was who? Did you, did you already see my tweet, or do you know? No, I haven't okay. looked at it. All right, so who do you think was the last number one team going into the tournament that actually won the tournament? Uh, I would say Kentucky in 2012. You nailed it. Hey, all right. So Gonzaga in 2019 was number one and did not win the title. Virginia in 2018 was number one and lost to a 16 seed. Kansas. Kansas, by the way. 2017 was number one and didn't win. Kansas mm. in 2016. Again, Kansas uh, was number one <laughs> and didn't win it. Kentucky, famously, in 2015 was number one and didn't win it. Florida. Remember, Florida had that crazy like 30-game win streak or whatever. Yeah. They didn't win it in 2014. Gonzaga, again, number one in 2013. They all entered, that's, uh, what is that, uh, seven consecutive uh, number ones at the end of the year that failed to win the title. Uh, in fact, the last five times that Kansas has ended a year ranked number one, they did not win the title. So, <laughs> so does Kansas yeah. deserve the title? No. Hell, no, they do not deserve no. the title. Nobody deserves the title. If you don't play the tournament, you don't name a champion. That's, That's the thing know. about college basketball. That's what makes it so great is they play it. It is decided in a tournament. So the best team doesn't always win. It, it just doesn't happen that way. And I like that. I mean, college football is different. College football never had a tournament until just these last 10 years or so when they created the college football playoff. And even then, teams are saying, well, we got cheated. We were among the four teams that got into the playoff in the first place. So the, the rankings have been used for college football after the entire season, meaning a bowl game as well, which is the postseason. Um, so you might be able to make a case there if, like, bowl games got canceled or the college football playoff got canceled. Then you could make an argument that maybe the team that was number one in both polls was the national champion. But in college basketball, it has absolutely always been decided on the court, and it is one of the uh, few where the best team rarely wins. Rarely, yeah. And, it, I mean – it's another argument too for like you know when people are like just crushing Calipari for not having more championships. It's, I mean he's had the best team a gazillion times, and mm -hmm. that's about all you can hope for. I mean you can quibble with some things here and there, but it's just it just doesn't happen. I mean we're talking about seven straight years that a number one the number one team didn't win the tournament. He's also not had the best team and get to the final four. Right. A couple yeah. Of times. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, and some of it is just like, who's the best team in that month, which is why Cal puts so much emphasis on what, mm -hmm. you know, now doesn't matter. March matters. Like the, the teams just catch fire. I mean, UConn has caught fire. A UConn team that lost by 30 twice to Louisville. Yeah. Won the national title. <laughs> that was know? insane. And be, and to do it, they beat, a Kentucky team that stunk all year and then caught fire. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's – anyway, no, Kansas is not hanging a banner. And, and to his credit, you can criticize Bill Self for a lot of things. I do and have. 
And <laughs> one reason you don't hang that banner is because they'd probably have to take it down. Um, uh, yeah. But to his credit, Bill Self even said, like, that's silly. Like, that's, there would always be a huge asterisk by it, and I would not. I would not basically even want us to recognize that as a championship. So uh, I give him a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, for um, let's take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll get to uh, your story that's up on The Athletic and uh, some UK football. And we'll do that when we return on Locked On Kentucky. This is Locked On Kentucky. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Kentucky. And uh, you have a story, Kyle, uh, out there on The Athletic right now. And we've talked about it this week. Uh, John Calipari on Monday said, or a couple guys that he mentioned about May uh, return. He he did not say, well, Ashton Hagens has a decision to make, or Tyrese Maxey has a decision to make, or Nick Richards has a decision to make. Didn't say that because uh, you believe, I believe also, that... Um, and you have some information maybe to back it up a little bit more than I have, that those three are gone. But when it comes to Emmanuel Quickly and E.J. Montgomery, that's the two guys that Calipari singled out and said, oh, well, they each have a decision to make. And E.J. Montgomery obviously is not on any draft boards. He's not on any mock drafts. He's not expected to be a first-round pick or a second-round pick. So uh, I think general common sense of everyone would think that E.J. Montgomery would lean toward coming back. But Emmanuel Quickly, the SEC Player of the Year, um, but his position in the NBA would be a point guard and less likely a two guard, I would think. And he hasn't you know, played a ton of point at Kentucky in his two seasons here, so he could help himself a lot, you would think, by coming back his junior year. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, I called um... – I called uh, Manuel's mom for this story that's up there now and, you know, talked to her just about a little bit about um, one, what it was like kind of finding out she was about to fly from Baltimore that Thursday night uh, to see them play on Friday in the SEC tournament and getting ready mm. to go to the airport and got the call. Don't come. They canceled it. And then, you know, a few hours later, the whole season was canceled. So she picked Emmanuel up Sunday. He, he met with Cal on Friday, and Cal told him, you know, go through the process, see where you stand with the NBA, and then make your decision. Um, and uh, she, then she picked him up late Sunday night from the airport. He had on a, one of the protective masks when she picked him up, mm. a sign of our times. And um, for the last couple of days, he's been home playing, playing uh, Uno with his grandma and <laughs> hanging out with his family. No joke, um, I played Uno yesterday. Oh yeah, it's great. I love Uno. And um, you know, sleeping in. She said, you know, I said, is he is he down? Is he moping? She said, well, he's sleeping a couple hours later than usual, and I'll let him do that for a while before I make him get on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting things, and we, I think we may have sort of talked about this yesterday, uh, maybe more with regards to football, but all the gyms and all the playgrounds in Hav de Grace, I think is how you say it, mm-hmm. suburb of Baltimore where he lives. Uh, are shut down. There's nowhere he can play basketball. And so they, she said, luckily we have a hoop in our driveway, and he'll go back to doing it like he was as a kid. He'll be training in the driveway. I mean, think about that. A guy who might be you know, training for the NBA is you know, shooting on his childhood hoop in the driveway to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of where we are. Um, 
you know, now, I mean, UK has, I mean, all the students are gone, right? They've yeah, told them they, they can't, go. they can't be there. So they can't be on campus. All the Kentucky guys are back with their families. That's are all the students. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's interesting. And then, you know, the other thing is, you know, Cal told them to go through the process, but what process? I mean, they're going to get information, but they probably aren't going to have a combine. They might not no. have any individual team workouts. And I think that's a huge factor for a guy like Emmanuel, who's, you know, an iffy prospect. I mean, he's not like a, like unanimously on pe- everybody's draft boards as a guy who's going to get drafted. Um, and so he needed those workouts. He needed to show he could handle the ball. Like he needed to go play five mm-hmm. on five at the combine and play point guard. Um, right. You know, and, and get into some pickup games, you know, or whatever, however you would describe them, mini scrimmages in, in these big workouts for teams. And that's probably not going to happen. So in that case, if he does, as a 6'3 shooting guard, and there aren't many in the NBA, need to prove that he can play point guard, his best chance is to come back to Kentucky and sort of serve as Devin Askew's mentor and play a little yeah. on and a little off. You know, I wouldn't expect him to be the one and only point guard. Devin Askew's a really good player who, by the end of the year, might be ready to kind of be that guy. But early on, as a reclass you know, kid who could still be mm-hmm. in high school, probably not. Um, so that's a great opportunity for him. And then, you know, to me, like the things that really stand out, and I've tweeted out a few of these like snippets, and they seem to be kind of catching on, catching fire on the on the interwebs with fans, is you know talking about the disappointment of, you know, she said they really believe, man, we could have won the whole thing. That's exactly how Emmanuel felt. He thought nothing, saw nothing less. Uh, they were really excited about what they could do, um, and then also him, I said, you know, is he thinking? you know, what they could look like if he did come back with the super class coming in and if he and EJ and Keon and Johnny are all back together. Uh, and she said, who isn't thinking it? Man, we didn't get to finish this. If I come back, dot, dot, dot. Uh, and yeah. she said, and he knows who's coming in. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, she referenced Nick Richards and what he, how much growth he made as a junior. She said, getting a year under your belt at Kentucky is huge and two years is even better. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, she said he wants to get a degree. He sees himself as a Jay Billis or a Jalen Rose. He wants to be a broadcaster after he's done playing. Um, and she said, I asked him today, you want to fish up, finish up school, right? And he said, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's all pretty tantalizing, right, if you're yeah. a Kentucky fan. And, and the last piece that we've talked a lot over the months here since I wrote the big story about his, his faith and his family and, and how his dad has never seen him play, she – told me that she actually had him basically ready to come to the Auburn game, which was the last Saturday home game, Yeah, uh, his father, and it, it fell through at the last minute. And I said, you know, what if he comes back next year? And she said, I think I can get him here. I know Emmanuel could. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think it could still go either way. But the vibe I got from that conversation, and she was very careful not to, you know, to say they're going to weigh it and, you know, check it, everything out. But the vibe of that conversation was very much that, you know, Emmanuel quickly would be at peace with coming back because there's, you know, a lot he can still prove to the NBA. There's a lot that he thought he could accomplish with his team that didn't get to get accomplished. Um, There's an educational piece. There's a family piece (laughs) to it. And when I ran this, and when I ran this by someone within the program, I said, I talked to Emmanuel's mom and I really got the vibe that he's coming back. And the answer was me too. So, Mm. you know, that's, that would be, you know, if you talk about needing some good news as a Kentucky fan, 
if the SEC player of the year comes back as a junior for Kentucky. Yeah. With EJ Montgomery and those other role players, and they add a recruiting a number one recruiting class that has two, you know, arguably of the top five players in the country who are super athletic, terrific scorers on the wings. I mean, if you thought Kentucky's backcourt was ridiculous this year, what if Emmanuel quickly is the point guard, backed up by Devin Askew, surrounded by uh, B.J. Boston and Terrence Clark, two of the finalists for the National High School Player of the Year? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that ain't bad with a, with a you know junior E.J. Montgomery ready to you know kind of show what he can do. And a sophomore Johnny Juzang and right. a sophomore Dante I mean, Allen and a sophomore Keon Brooks. That's a lot of, you know. You could you could envision a situation where Brooks is at the four and EJ's at the five, and you throw in a little bit of super athletic shot blocking freshman uh, Isaiah Jackson. Um, you know that's a fun, interesting, very athletic front court. Talented. <laughs> I mean, they'd be deep. You know, at that point, you start going, are they going to platoon? You know, I mean, you could and you could make a really strong case if those guys, if the four guys plus Dante came back, you know, meaning. Maxie, Ashton, and, and Nick all leave, but the rest come back. And Dante Allen comes back from his injury. Uh, and then, so that's five, basically five returning guys, veterans, plus a seven-man recruiting class right now. They'd have 12. Um, you know, I think you could find 10 dudes to, to run a first and a second team out there. Uh, is it seven? They have seven people. I think it's seven. It's either it's at least six. Uh, we know it's BJ and Devin and Terrence and Isaiah and Lance Ware and Lance Ware. Um, is it just six? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, Cameron Fletcher. It's six. Oh, I forgot about Fletcher. But they're yeah. still looking to add. Like they've you know they've been actively still trying to add. Well, they one, need a physical body yeah, there. One more big man, uh, yeah. whether it be a recruit or a grad transfer, but uh yeah, I mean, I hope people go to the Athletic and check that out and, and I hope you know, over the last couple of days we unlocked the Emmanuel Quickly story for all people to read for 48 hours. Um, yeah. and that's a good entree into this follow-up uh, that's up now, but uh it, if you need a little glimmer of hope, if you need a little something to to believe in <laughs> in these trying times, maybe that'll get you through another day. Well, it's, I mean, it's a, a pretty um, good looking team. I mean, to think about for, uh, but okay. So let's move on before we, we finish up, let's move on to football. Uh, Kentucky filled its safeties position, uh, which by the way, I mean, I guess you guys saw this and we knew it was going to happen pretty sure. But I mean, the sec made it official yesterday that, there are no more sports in the SEC for the rest of this academic year. That's so no chance of spring practice. I mean, that's not happening. No spring football game, uh, and and the rest. No more sports. Uh, but Kentucky still had to fill a um, safety's position that was left vacant by uh, Dean Hood taking the head coaching job at Murray State. So Frank Buffano, if you're not familiar with him, I mean, you may have not heard the name just because he's been behind the scenes, but uh, he's been director of football operations at UK for seven years. He coached at Youngstown State. Uh, he came in with Stoops. So um, he is going to be the safeties coach, uh, Stoops announced. And then I think I saw John Hale uh, get confirmation from UK that 
his title would not include special teams coordinator, and so they will not have a special teams coordinator. Dean Hood had filled that role, and so they'll just have kind of special teams by committee. Uh, but So the final uh, vacancy on on his staff has been filled. So they will have hired, what, uh, Bo Knight as the receivers coach, Pafano right. as the safeties coach, and Anwar Stewart as the defensive line coach. And that – that fills it out there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, adding adding guys with NFL experience is super interesting to me. I think, and probably the smart, right thing to do. Um, so I, you know, I, I think one of the most interesting things about what Stoops has managed to do, maybe not with his very first staff, but as he figured it out, is like hit the right notes, that are right mix of you know recruiting guys, development guys. You know, guys that have some like coordinator or head coaching experience to be sort of wise voices in the room, uh, and now more recently NFL connections, um, because that yeah. matters so much. You know, as you're trying to sell that to those guys and also develop them, you know, into NFL players. Um, I, I just think he's so far. I think he's really hit most of the right notes on on assembling a staff, which I think some people really questioned early on. Partially because he was trying to shoehorn that air raid philosophy mm-hmm. in when he didn't like right. it, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know a ton about these guys that have, he's added to the staff. I would just say that at this point, I kind of trust that he's probably made really thoughtful hires. Yeah. Um, one thing he too, he takes his time. He never rushes through hires, and I always say that every when I was really covering football, I'd, I'd you know reach out to him. What's going on with this opening? He's like, I'm not in a rush. That was always the thing he would say. I'm not mm-hmm. in a rush, and I think that's smart too. Well, and one more note on Buffano. He is also a graduate of Cardinal Mooney High School. So Stoops, oh, Marrow, yeah. and Buffano all. Yeah, he's been with uh, him, I guess, I think from day one. I think he's been uh, part of that he, support staff. Or, yeah, or I, very early, very early, if not. Yeah, early. it was um, 2012, I guess, is when he so that was first joined. Year. Yeah, 2012, yeah. Is that right? Is that Stoops' first year? Yeah, 2012. Yeah, 2011 yeah. was my first year on the beat. Excuse me, first year on the beat and Joker's last. No. Wow. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 2012 was Joker's last year. 2013 was Stoops' first year. Yeah. Okay. I believe that's right. Hell, I don't know. I can't. My brain's fried. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition anyway. Um, I'll give you one movie that I watched. Um you might like i had no idea it existed i had never ever seen this movie advertised i had no idea that it was a, a movie starring steve martin owen wilson and jack black what would that be the big year never heard of it i had never heard of it either it was released in 2011 they are the three of them are bird watchers oh, okay. and uh one of them holds the bird watching record and the big year is you how many different species of birds can you spot in one year and one of them holds the record and he's afraid his record is going to be broken and steve martin and jack black are trying to also break the record so all right (laughs) it's it's Uh, funny though i it's it's good it's it's really uh it's really random that (laughs) that that's a movie but all right I, I, yeah, it I is. didn't watch I anything couldn't... last night, so I'm going to have to get back to you on my what-to-watch list. All right, yeah. 
Uh, oh, and I started Mick uh, Millions. Very good. Yeah, that the is that the is great. Detective is amazing. It you. is best he character is, on TV right now. He is outstanding. And he's a real person. Agent Doug Matthews. Yes, he's very good. Okay, so that's going to do it for uh, this edition. Tomorrow uh, we'll have some more stuff for you. Uh, definitely sports related. Uh, but until then, I mean, if you want to keep listening to sports related podcasts, I uh, highly recommend you go on and tell your smart device right now to play the most recent episode of Locked On NFL Draft. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. 